0: Hello, and welcome to B2B Revenue Leaders. I'm your host, Dustin Tizek, and this episode is all about LinkedIn ads. So Simon, who is the Director of Digital Marketing over at Lacework, he joins me today to talk about how shifting from you know, a straight up old school lead gen model to more of a demand gen approach on LinkedIn really helped to drive revenue for Lacework, how LinkedIn best works with Google and Programmatic and all your other ad channels, and also what particular ad types and styles have been working for him and what he's excited to try in the future. On to the episode. Hey, Simon, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, thanks for having me on. Happy to be here. Yes.
0: Yeah, I'm happy to have you here. We're going to talk about LinkedIn ads, which I've made many mistakes on in the past, and I feel like I've finally kind of sort of figured it out and got it working. And I think you've you know, experienced some of the same things as well. So I think that's maybe a good place to start is, what do you think are the most common mistakes that people make with LinkedIn ads on how they structure and how they run them?
1: Yeah, so I think one of the, one, I think, it's, it's a constant learning curve, right? It's a platform yeah. constantly changing. The algorithm changes, the ad formats change. But I think the biggest thing is really about like, what do you want to get out of the platform, right? I think for a lot of B2B marketers specifically, it's, it's definitely about leads. But I think it's yeah. also about quality of the content and audience reach, right? LinkedIn is the best platform, in my opinion, to go out and target exactly the right accounts, the right titles, that you're looking for. That's, that's the beauty of the platform. And I think the other beauty of the platform is that there's a lot of different ad formats, out there, right? You have video, you have carousel ads, you have thought leader ads, you have text ads, spotlight ads, right? Really, really good variety, which I think for a, a an audience in today's world, likes different things. And so, you know, I always compare it against Google paid search, right? It's just like one format and it's text ad yeah. and, you know, while it's very powerful, you know, billions of searches done all the time. I think from a creativity standpoint, there's a lot more levers to pull on LinkedIn. So t- kind of to go back to your original question is, what's your goal, right? It all stems from that. And for us, it it really is about generating pipeline and revenue. The best way that we look at it is how do you get people to raise their hand, hands to take a meeting with you, right? Like mm-hmm. that's like the gold standard in terms of, What converts at the highest rate to actual pipeline and revenue, and so for us, it we've learned, and this is a a expensive and painful lesson over you know the course of my career, but also just at Lacework is it's really hard to get someone to take a meeting with you if they've never heard of you, don't know what you do, and and they they haven't been exposed to your brand, right? So I think taking that full funnel approach is hey, how do you position your Company as a thought leader in the space, and how do you do it in a way that you're not asking for anything back right away, right? I think that's where a lot of B two B marketing is, has kind of that's the approach that's been taken in the past. That doesn't really work today, and doesn't really resonate well with I think people in general. I don't even want to say like my we we target like a cybersecurity audience, developer audience, right? They're quote unquote more fickle, but at the end of the day, they're they're people, right? And they. They want to be treated in in the way that uh, normal people want to be treated in the sense that I don't want to give you my information until I'm ready, right? Like yeah, teach me something I don't already know, give me a new perspective on something I don't really know, and it kind of like bring me along this journey with you, and so that's how I kind of see, and that's how I treat LinkedIn and how we build our content and how we build our strategy to get towards the goals that we're we're trying to get to so
0: yeah, yeah, I think with. It's interesting too because we've all kind of been burned with the giving up our data part before. I think in the past, where oh, this ebook—I'm using that in air quotes because it's yeah. not a book. It's like six pages that don't actually provide anything. And then sometimes two info. pages,
1: sometimes one. Yeah, <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, th- yeah, that becomes an infographic. But yeah. then you get some salesperson trying to sell you, and if anything, that negatively impacts the brand. So I want to talk about. We'll get into kind of the details of different ad types, formats at different stages, and kind of how you think through that. But I guess first, before we, we talk about that, how, because I know everyone's thinking this, I agree on the brand building awareness, you know, getting them to know who you are part. CMOs and C-suite are going to challenge that on how do we measure that and know it's working. So let's get that one out of the way first, maybe, and how you yeah, that.
1: That's hard. That's, that's probably the hardest question. And The way that I, I'm kind of measured is really from like, what do we spend total dollar-wise on LinkedIn mm-hmm. and what's the output of that? I don't look at it in a like a super granular view of, okay, like how did this one ad perform, Yeah, right? Because when you start doing that, it gets really messy. And, you know, attribution, that's that's the name of the game. It's what can you attribute to your efforts? And that's really hard sometimes in advertising because uh, you put things out there and they're seen, but they're not engaged with. And we're measured purely on engagement and Mm -hmm. really about form fills, right? And that's like, we're not even talking about, did they even click on it? But did they fill out a form for it? And there's just some things that don't require a form that don't need to be measured in that way. They're really meant, and the way that I think about it is really about, I do, we do look at engagement in terms of clicks and like view throughs because what we do is we, we build, we have a very kind of heavy retargeting focus, right? Yeah. We want to expose you to the brand, content, whatever it is, we want to retarget you with hopefully better content or more engaging content and taking that engagement signal as our retargeting parameter. So that's how I look at it, but I don't look at it as like, okay, how did this one video do like how many meetings in this book? That That's not how I look at it. It's just in totality, all the spend on LinkedIn, what was the output of that from like, how did that impact the business in terms of pipeline and revenue?
0: Yeah, I think that's a good way to look at it, especially on the remarketing side, because yeah. that's where most of it is going to come from. Even not just people engaged on LinkedIn, but you mentioned Google Ads, right? You right. could get a three-person company that comes in and fills out a form and wastes your click. Or you could get, you know, a giant company that clicks, never converts, but then you can filter and target on LinkedIn and kind of drill yeah. down with the audience.
1: Yeah, or, you know, that, that big company. I mean, we know that. And, you know, as a company, our motion is going up market. Mm-hmm. Those sales cycles are way longer. And we're measured yeah. on a you know, quarterly basis for the most part. Like we look at weekly, monthly data mm-hmm. and all that. The word everything's measured in quarter. And so what happens when your sales cycle is 12 months on an enterprise company or more, right? Like sometimes it's even bigger, but that deal's worth, you know, a million bucks. Let's just say that or, or more. Right. So I, I think the expectation is, is different based off of segment. But I also think that that's, uh, when you look at LinkedIn and you looked at Google, like I said before. It is very different, right? Like you don't know who's coming to your website and who's clicking there. But I think that yeah. the flip side of that is how do you get more people to to search for your brand? Because yeah. that's not a that's not a, a given thing. It's not unlimited. You have to drive that demand. You have to get people to want to search for you from a branded search term perspective. Because we even see at lacework, like there there are times where we're like, hey search terms are down this month for our terms. Why is that? Well, maybe mm-hmm. we weren't running enough content or getting enough engagement We're getting in front of the right people. So that's, you know, all these different platforms, to me, they kind of feed into each other. So I think it's important to think about the relationships between like what you do here can affect somewhere here,
0: right? Yeah, the, the branded search one's interesting. Like we look at that too, both for branded paid and just organic you know organic, searching right. for us going to the home page to see and it's one of those things you could think you know linkedin's not working or meta or pick your channel yeah then you turn it off and you realize all those search terms plummet and yeah all interrelated. are related the, right?
1: or all the organic and direct stuff goes away because it's not it's like i said i think i think what it comes down to is advertising at the end of the day it's you have to look at it from a reach and engagement perspective and not necessarily <laughs> like how, how do they convert for you? And and that's how we've always been measured in B2B. And that's the problem, yeah. but it does lift all tides, uh, especially when you turn things off and they were driving, you know, traffic to your website organically, directly, or even other places, right? Review sites, et cetera. Like what makes people want to look for you? That's, yeah. that's a, always a, a kind of a difficult question too, because it's not just paid, right? It's other things, it's other motions in marketing, but yeah.
0: Yeah. it's a bit of art and science, right? Like you have to yeah. have the faith of I'm getting the right message in front of the right people. And, and I feel like, so we talked about remarketing. I think people are maybe more well-versed in there because I feel like people have been using LinkedIn for remarketing for a long time. I think where people struggle and where I struggled before is more on the cold layer of how do I build that awareness? Because traditionally LinkedIn is let's promote, promote, promote ourselves. Yeah. That doesn't play so well. So I'm curious how you're structuring and thinking about the cold layer and maybe some of the tactics you're using there.
1: Yeah. So for me, and I think I'll, I'll, I'll kind of add context to this is in that yeah. every, we're still trying to figure it out too, right? Like, yeah, yeah us too. I think, I think a big thing is something works till it doesn't, right? Like 20% of the results um, you get from, uh, let me flip that backwards. It's the 80, 20 rule, right? Yeah. Or like not everything, most things you'd put out there are not going to work, but you got to find the nuggets that do. But I think it comes back to content at the end of the day. Your cold layer is really about putting your, you and your company and your product and your people as thought leaders in the space. And that doesn't necessarily mean how do you solve problems? Like how, what's your approach? But it's, what is the problem? I hear your pain. Mm-hmm. Like, tell that story, right? Tell me what I don't know. Tell me how to do my job better. And then where retargeting comes in is just okay. Here's our approach and why we think our approach is better for you, right? And that's where I think a lot of companies get it wrong because it's immediately like we're going to solve this for you today and we're the best, right? And that's a tough, tough thing to sell because you're coming in pretty hot <laughs> to yeah. to that audience and you're saying and you're not necessarily presenting all the pain points through your content and through your messaging to that audience and so. You got, and what we've seen is you, you kind of got to hear that story more than once too, like a couple of times. And so your content really becomes, how do you place yourself as a thought leader? How do you tell me about the pains? How do you tell me about how to do my job better? And then introduce your solution, right? That's how I, we, we, that's the approach we've taken. And we haven't gotten it perfect. But I think if you have that perspective and that framework, I think it works a lot better than, you know. Here's a demo of why we're, we're great. Right. Like the lab before. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, we're, we're taking a similar approach. Like we, so we sell testimonial videos. We aren't going to say we're the best, you know, come by from us in the cold layer. We instead, you know, focus on the problem, which is there's less trust out there between people buying software, social proof of videos help solve that. Here's why you need our category, not us. Yeah. But then it positions us, I think, as more of like a thought leader and evangelist of the category. And those are the ones where when someone's thinking about the category, they search and hopefully go direct to us. So that's kind of our thought process. Yeah,
1: yeah. I I think that's the right thought process. And I think figuring out the tactics to go kind of execute that, that's, you know, you got to figure out what sticks for you and your audience. But I think that's that's the framework that works the best because we know the we know what doesn't work, right? It's it's what we just talked about before. So I think this is the best approach, at least today, until we figure something out that's better.
0: Yeah, it's changing all the time, and I think on that note of things changing and tactics, curious, like I guess also from an ad type point of view, probably more than anything else, and the content, the content side as well. But what what's working now? Like, what do you find has changed that's really resonating, and what maybe isn't working that used to be you know your go to?
1: Yeah, I think what's what's working right now, and it it, it like I said, excuse me, it depends on what your goals are right at the end of the day, yeah. like you have to figure that out. But for us, we look at if we want to put ourselves as thought leaders, what's the best way to do that? And I kind of look at myself and I look at how other companies do marketing towards me, right? Cause I'm a buyer for, you know, advertising or marketing technology. And so I always look at what other people are doing and what resonates yeah, kind of with an approach that I like. And the approach that I like is really learning from other people, right? People, yeah. people first messaging content. And it just feels like I don't really learn from brands. I've learned from people and mm-hmm. people are thought leaders. Brands aren't necessarily thought leaders. It's the people that represent the brands. Now that goes back to LinkedIn, right? LinkedIn recently launched thought leadership ads. Those have been working tremendously well for us. We get a ton of great reach on the, on the organic feeling posts and they are organic. I mean, when I promote something from a thought leadership ad, it is not crafted. Mm -hmm. It's not ghostwritten. It's not like framed in a way that we're like, Hey, push this message. We actually let our thought leaders go out and promote whatever they're going to promote. First, we just kind of pick what we think fits best and we go push that to the right accounts and the right titles. And so we've seen kind of tremendous, you know, we'll call them vanity metrics, but tremendous click-through rates, you know, the click volumes rates. And, and for me, it's all about how do we drive the right people that want to hear this stuff into a, a remarketing audience so that we can give them a little bit more depth on that type of content, content or that topic, right? And then that's when we can kind of expose them to the brand a little bit more. But that is an ad format that I think has worked really well. Not, you see more and more people every day use it. So I think there's a, um, you know, the shininess begins to wear off a little bit. Performance will begin to drop off a little bit. I think first to market execution is always critical when it comes to new ad formats to 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 just be a little bit different. But also, I think video, right? Like video is one of those things that I always know, and, and it's it's really about like really short form, like high impact content, which is probably the hardest type of content to make. Yeah, definitely. Um, It, and I think that's like, those two formats are are really good. And I think video is, is the most impactful because you can, there's so much more to say than a static image. Right. And it usually is when it comes from a person that has no real angle, right? Like for us, we don't use marketing or sales folks in our, in our content. It's really about like people that are, that are thought leaders in that space already that already have a reputation that's strong. And whatever they talk about, it's it's really not selling anything. It's just bringing attention to topics that we wanna kind of surround ourselves with. So, and video is an interesting one because typically everyone thinks video is really expensive, right? You gotta have a production crew, script and all that. But I think the best type of content is the type of content that you kind of start to see a lot more of is just talking heads not perfectly lit, you know, and all that. And it, it just feels a little bit more genuine, especially if the topic is good. I mean, nothing, no amount of, you know, post-production or <laughs> any like that, anything like that to yeah. cover bad content. So I think, I think those two formats are are the most impactful in today's world.
0: Yeah, we've seen, we've seen both those working well. Actually, the thing I like about video as well is it's easier to funnel people to remarketing. Oh, hundred percent. In my opinion, because you can yeah. trigger it off of, you know, 25% viewed versus How many click? Yeah. Because you don't, I would like to get more clicks on LinkedIn. People just don't click on stuff or engage that much, right?
1: You know, you know what an interesting thing is, is that you can build, and this gets a little crazy, but you can build remarketing audiences based off of warmness um, or intent based off of how much of a video they watch, right? If you have a five minute demo video and, and you know, the drop off rates are crazy, right? Like, you know, 25, 50, 75 and full almost no one looks at full but if someone does and you have an audience built that that consumed that 5 minute video hey that might be a much warmer lead than the the yeah. person that's at 25% right and it, like i said it depends on the topic and what what the purpose of that like piece of content or that video content was but that's a really interesting thing to think about when you're remarketing cuz it's not you can't just box everyone together i mean you can we we all do it in a in a degree to a degree but i think when you think about, you know, 30, 60, 90 day retargeting audiences, right? Like there's a different level of intent and engagement to that. You can do the same thing with video like views. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think intent is key because you have to match, like you said, the length, the, the positioning, the messaging, like everything has to tie to where that person is. Otherwise they just brush it aside and say, Hey, my feed has too much stuff. I'm not even looking at that right now. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 So I do, I do know you have to get out of here in a couple of minutes. I feel like we crammed a lot of great kind of LinkedIn thoughts, ideas in there, but if people want to learn more, connect with you, talk LinkedIn, where should they go?
1: You can find me on LinkedIn, right? There you um, go. Very, very meta. Most, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very <laughs> more active on that channel because I think it's the right type of audience where, you know, people are looking to learn a little bit of something about individual topics. I think it's just one of those places where it's, 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 really easy to get exposed to good stuff, but also really easy yeah. to get kind of overwhelmed by too much stuff. So you can certainly find me on there. Yeah, best best way, definitely.
0: Cool, so I'll include that link and a link to Lacework if anyone wants to check out what you all do over there. So those will be in the show notes for our listeners. Simon, thanks for joining me and talking about LinkedIn. Really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on.
0: Thanks for listening. My key takeaway here is just thinking about LinkedIn ads more as a distribution channel to get your point of view in front of your desired audience repeatedly. So, you know, use retargeting down funnel campaigns to help recoup your costs, prove ROI, get immediate returns. But you also need to take a long term approach and be confident that you have the right content and you're getting in front of the right people. So old school, classic marketing, good content, right audience. Thanks again for listening. And I'll be back next Tuesday with a new episode.